Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Muscle, P4P Real Talk in the house. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your goals like what this? Like what? Like what? Like a Mack truck through ice cream. Like a Mack truck through hey. ice cream. Hey, 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 whoop, 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 <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> Take us out of P4P Muscle.com, and now let's chit-chat with Abantha. Hello, Des. How are you doing? Hello, Tanner Patterson. I am fantastic, and it's uh, it's a Tuesday evening in December, so let's get on with it. Oh, and we actually had some good weather today, so I'm not mad at nobody or anything. Great day. Great day. Yeah, Midwest, Midwest, Muslim. Yeah, up in here. Up in here. And it's been a great day, and we have a great guest, and we have a great time. So, I mean, how much better can it get when you think about it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, talk to me, Dad. How you been? <laughs> I am fantastic. And you know our guests get a little itchy when we take too long to let them know what we're going to be chit-chattering about in this in the evening. So uh, why don't you set us up? Well, our listeners do as well, and they get kind of picky sometimes. So, hey, let's get this thing started. We're going to be talking with the one of the natural bodybuilding legends in the industry, and that is Brenda Ray. She's been on the show before, but she's also doing a lot of things away from the sport, but not away from the sport. So basically she hasn't uh, been sticking her neck out to compete lately, as neither have Dad and I, so who are we to say anything? But we have a lot of things in common with wanting to do things outside of the industry and basically promote the sport and promote health and fitness. And I'm just overjoyed that she's been, you know, out there doing what she's doing and driving the fact of natural health and fitness because so many people have been masking themselves in that arena, but they're the furthest thing from it. And so, you know, it does sideline a lot of people's health. It does risk a lot of people's health, and especially with friends and family when they don't know the onset of what's going on because, uh, you know, they've been you know, sidetracked with doing things that are unhealthy to their bodies. Um, Brenda is, a, I mean, I, I just love her like a sister because she does so much, you know, behind the scenes, and she's also doing uh, little programs in her area. She'll be good. Yeah, and she gets it done, and she makes it happen, and people are benefiting and blessing, be, are being blessed because of it. So I'm very excited to bring her on. Brenda, if you could just, uh, well, I I don't know many people that would not know who you are, but for those who don't, uh, please introduce yourself and let's get this show started. Hey, Kaylin, this is Brenda. Thanks for having me on. It's exciting to connect with you again. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <I think that. laughs> so, for, for those of you that don't know um, my background, I, of course, have been a pro natural bodybuilder for 18 years and counting. The last time I stepped on stage, of course, was in the universe in 2015 and uh, gratefully walked away with that title in the WMBF. Um, yeah, it was super fun. So uh, during that 18 years, I have taken home 11 pro titles. Five of those have been world championship titles, and I still am heavily involved in the sport through judging and coaching athletes to the stage. I also promote a show, which I haven't done actually the last two years due to lack of venue being under construction. So 
Aside from that, though, all of this really started with my wellness business uh, 20 years ago. And I started out as a personal trainer in the box, so to speak, in the gym, and then opened up my own business in 2002 and started doing mind-body coaching, transformation coaching with people from the inside out. So I don't just work with athletes uh, who compete. That is, of course, a big niche that I have, but I have a even bigger niche, actually, of wellness clients that I serve um, doing, you know, their their wellness. Um, and like you said, doing local programs, challenges, group programs. I teach boot camp classes, all sorts of fun. I think a lot of people don't realize that I actually do that. They know me as a bodybuilder, but that's all been going on mm-hmm. for 20 years. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that is fantastic. And we see a lot of what you do, um, you know, behind the scenes as well, a lot with bodybuilding, but also on the fringes of your work with the general population. Now, since you do do so much work with health and wellness across all different um kinds of people with various goals and um and needs and as we're looking into 2019 what do you see as some of the biggest either um i would say either trends and or challenges with health and wellness and i guess that's two different questions and we can talk about both but some of the biggest trends and or challenges with health and wellness as we look at 2019 that's uh, a really great question. So, uh, gosh, you know, you can go so many ways with that. Um, you know, when you say that, I mean, wellness can be, you know, people's food intake. It can be their exercise. Mm-hmm. It can be the way they take care of their person from the inside out. And, you know, based on where we are now and the way we've evolved already, um, some of the biggest trends that I see coming are, more people going within, uh, more people are starting to finally tap into the fact that what they need to achieve any, really truly any goal in life, but any wellness goal especially, it's within them, it's not without them. And people are starting to realize Mm -hmm. all these gimmicks and things that are out there aren't really the thing that's going to get them there. So they're starting to take a look at mindset, which is really the baseline. That's the, you know, it's kind of deciding on the house, so to speak, when you build it. And if that's not in place, everything inside of it's going to crumble. And that's what happens to their wellness. And I think people are starting to finally see the light and stop throwing money at the latest and greatest diets and fads, which uh, I love. So. Uh, you led right into my, my question because, you know, one of the things you're, <laughs> you're very good at doing is getting the information out there, you know, with seminars and uh, group talks. And I know one of the things you're doing for the social media realm is basically inviting people to take the, the holiday season, since we're already in that, with you mm-hmm. and basically be held accountable for how they can monitor and regulate themselves to basically be right. more successful in that health and fitness transformation. Because, you know, it, it does get sidetracked during these times because the the onus is basically to join the club and, and fit in and, and do what you need to and then to kind of basically throw balance to the sidelines and, you know, basically survive to the new year. You found ways to basically keep people encouraged without basically browbeating them and into feeling any kind of shame or guilt. Can you talk about that and, and, and let people know some of the online programs you do, basically just to join in and, and find ways to maneuver themselves and still hold themselves accountable during the holiday season. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, when you said that, the first thing that popped in mind is we're in literally in the middle of uh, my annual uh, Hot Holidays program, 
and we spell the go. holidays with a Z because everybody's kind of in a daze this time of year. So my goal is mm-hmm. to take people through the holidays successfully, but being mindful. Um, and really, uh, every year, I mean, we'll take last year's group because that one's done, obviously. Uh, we're halfway through again this year, but last year's group lost 48 pounds as a collective nice. goal. Going, going through the six weeks of hot holidays without dieting, without even trying to lose weight because I gave them the tools to help them realize that they already have what they need within them to achieve the goal. So my goal is to empower them. I'm literally giving them the tools they need to build a lifetime of success when it comes to their wellness. When they have a slip or a break, they just dig in the toolbox, pull the tools out, fix it, and move on instead of backtracking all the time. Um, and so it's, that's what's happening now. We're in hot holidays and just, you know, going through all the, the gatherings, the parties, being mindful, enjoying them. No one's dieting. People are eating cookies and pies and all sorts of fantastic things, and they're still dropping weight without trying. That's the key. They're not taking any supplements or doing any crazy diets. We're just being mindful, and I'm teaching them how to actually do it naturally, you know, just making sure that you're fueling your body instead of letting the food choose you, you're choosing the food, right? So, so Katie eat cookies, but not for every meal. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to being more mindful to their food choices and, and, and really feeling empowered that they are in control of their health, what might be another example of a tool that you teach them how to use during your, your holidays workshop? Yeah, so one of the, basically the key baseline that I teach from in Hot Holidays is the same that I use to actually work with all of my clients, whether they're an athlete competing or someone who, um, you know, is looking to shed 50 pounds or maybe gain 20 pounds of muscle. Um, it's, It's something that I personally designed actually about six years ago. And I have it as a usable program, which I'm excited. I'm about to launch it in 2019 to teach other trainers how to use my system. So, um, but it's called the Pyramid of Success, and I literally teach them that there's six components of wellness, and getting them in the right order is literally the key to make the magic happen. Mm. And once people realize that it's that simple, again, it works for everyone. Obviously, it's um, the base is the same for all of us. It's how we use each of those components, right? If you're an athlete your food's going to look a little different than the person that wants to lose 50 pounds. So totally customizable, but the framework never changes, and that's the key. It's when people build their pyramid upside down. It's like building a triangle on the tip instead of the base. It's going to fall over and crumble. That's what we want to avoid. So once people see that and they know that they have things in the right order, the success is pretty much effortless. I mean, they do have to be mindful and, you know, take part in their own wellness, but when they make that progress for the first time, they actually get to own it. It's theirs. Very nice. Fantastic. Um, Our questions are starting to roll in from our listeners, and Heather is wanting to know where you are established. I am based out of Sheboygan, Wisconsin, so about 95% of my clients are remote. They're literally all over the world. Gotcha. So, you know, obviously the next follow-up question is, well, then how do people find you? That's a good question. So um, I do have, this is kind of funny, I do have a website out there, and I say it's kind of funny, it makes me laugh. I actually put the website up in 2009 when I started promoting to promote my show. How funny is that? And so um, I didn't even have my business stuff on there, so I I slowly started to add that in there. Right now, uh, the website is under construction to be launched um, in 2019 as a total reconstruct. So right now you can still find it under brendaray.com. 
Otherwise, you can also find me on Facebook um, under my page, which is just under Brenda Ray, or my business name, which is Absolute Definition. Um, I also have a BeFit Fitness for Mind and Body private Facebook group for those that are looking for motivation and support, inspiration. Um, they are welcome to jump in there and uh, fill out the questionnaire to join us. I would love to have them in so that they can connect with me. Yes. Uh, I'd like to jump in uh, because there's uh, a question from Jason and it coincides with me and one of those that I wanted to ask. Because, you know, you, you you spoke about how we have these gimmicks that we always have to fight against. And also there's these uh, quick fix thinking. But mine is, uh, you know, our pastor has been speaking about the microwave mentality, how everything has to be here and now. And basically people aren't giving their bodies it's just due with being able to get to the certain place at the certain time. It has to be now, now, now. You know, cut any corner, you know, cross any bridge where you have to. How do you speak life into what they're doing without speaking against the mentality of the false information? Because you don't want to derail them in that process, but you also want to let them know that they're taking a really harmful side and direction to get to where they think they need to go instead of actually making it through the process successfully. Yeah, I love that question. Thanks for asking that because, yes, wellness is really hard for a lot of people because it's not tangible. It's not like going to the car lot, buying the car, getting the keys and driving it away, right? So you're, you know, spending money on a, a basically a promise or a hope that you're going to achieve your goal. And if you are someone who has tried many things before, you can see how it would be easy to be skeptical of this thing actually working. Um, but the point is I'm not giving you the magic wand, the magic pill, the gimmick, the crazy diet food. Um, it's literally you um, making that progress by doing literally the, the really basic and simple things. The cool thing with it is when people start working with me, they realize within seven to ten days how much easier this is. The progress comes so quickly that they forget about all the stuff that's failed them. And I mean that. I mean, it's happening right now in that holidays group that I'm running. Um, you know, so if someone comes to me, though, I'm not afraid to give them a little tough love. I am going to be honest with people because if you come to me and you say, hey, you know, I just bought into, I don't know, we can, we can name a, a hundred different diets that are out there right now, right? Um, we'll say keto. There's nothing wrong with that if that's your um, your method of eating and that's working for you and you're doing it healthfully with someone who is well-versed in that. High five. If you're not, please be careful. Um, it's not something to mess with, but using that as our example. So sometimes people have, have been on that and all of a sudden, you know, they introduce carbs and they gain a whole bunch of body fat back and now they feel like crap and they have a lot of inflammation and a lot of pain. Um, a lot of that type of stuff happening in their body. So if they come to me and they say that, you know, I tried this, so now I can't eat carbs because, you know, and, and they give that example, well, yeah, you know, cutting out an entire food group is going to make your body super hypersensitive to the thing. So if you don't reintroduce it properly or you introduce the wrong types of carbs, right, processed food or whole yes. food, there's, there, yes. you are going to have a reaction, right? So right. it's it's teaching them that, you know, and just really understanding it if, um, understanding how food really works, it doesn't have to be complex. And I think that's where people um, just kind of jump ship and want to jump on a diet or, you know, some sort of plan that's already been done a hundred times um, because it's easier to follow that than it is to figure out what works for them. That's what I'm here for. I help them figure out what works for their person 
not the last 100 people that did it, and some kind of got results and some didn't, right? So that's the thing is just making it simple. No one wants to think about all this complex macros and, you know, oh, my gosh, should I eat after six? That's another thing, right? Um, that's kind of a, a, a myth that's out there. So, it, like I said, sometimes they need tough love and they just need to, they need to hear it from somebody. I can give you, you know, 20 client names and examples of, of why it does work versus why it doesn't work. You know, so in those situations, if they say that to me, I'll, I will reach out to clients that I'm working with or have worked with in a similar situation as them and say, hey, do you mind sharing your feedback for this person to help steer them in the right direction? And sometimes that's enough for that person to go, oh, my gosh, that, that's, that's me. All right, very good. Um, our next question here is from Becky. She wants to know what are the harshest gimmicks that are causing people the most harm. Um, she's recently bought a waist trainer and has been using it, and it's causing her some problems. So kind of share with us some of the gimmicks that are out there that folks really need to stay away from or think twice about before they decide to jump in. I had to take a deep breath when you said that. I literally just yeah. had that conversation two weeks ago with um, one male bodybuilder and two female bodybuilders, all separate people who do not know each other, just reached out to me because they know I've been in the sport a long time. They have seen my photos and they wanted to know have I ever used one to get my waist that way on stage. And my answer yep. to them literally was hell no, pardon the verbiage. Um, so please be careful with those. I, if you were my client, I would tell you, please don't use one of those. You're literally squishing your organs in your body. Um, mm-hmm. We aren't meant to be um, basically in, you know, a life-sucking vest all day. <laughs> um, but you literally are cutting off circulation. You're pressing organs up against each other. You know, you can't even breathe properly with that on. Um, yeah, honestly, please just don't use it. If you, you know I'll use myself as a great example. When I first started competing, I had a really thick waist. I still have a very thick waist. I was a sprinter when I was younger. My obliques are incredibly thick. They stick out over my hips about an inch, Um, you know, my hip bone. So uh, I had to build thicker quads and a much wider back to balance myself out. That's how I made my waist smaller. And it took time. It took uh, took quite a few years, and it happened finally. But um, please be careful with, you know, your ab exercises. If, if you're using that as a way to, um, you know, reduce your waist, please be careful of oblique exercises. Don't do a lot of oblique exercises that are weighted. If you do anything, you know, hold some side planks, but don't do any crazy added weight. It's going to make you sicker. It's a muscle. It's like any other muscle in your body, right? If you work it, it gets bigger. So um, the waist trainer is a, is a great question or a great topic. Um, I'm glad that she brought that up. So thank you for that. Um, and a lot of the other things that I see, um, I see a lot of people doing cleanses. I can't say that all cleanses are evil, but I also can't say that all cleanses are great. So your body is meant to actually cleanse itself. We are designed that way. It's a beautiful thing as a human being. So if you want to truly do a cleanse, reach out to me. I will teach you how to do it naturally without having to stop eating food and just, you know, drink water and grapefruit juice, whatever the latest cleanse is. Um, so, you know, the other thing that kind of makes me chuckle, but not in a haha way, but in a sad way is the cleanses give you these powders and mixes that are completely loaded with chemicals. 
So how are you cleansing your body by mixing this stuff and supposedly just drinking that for, you know, two days or 24 hours or whatever the the length of time is with that particular one? It's not okay. You're putting more junk in your body. So doing it naturally with food, fluids, it's it's whole foods. You can literally cleanse your body that way. As a as a bodybuilder, I mean that's how that's how I get lean. It's kind of the same thing. I just go on a, a whole food you know plan and cut out all the junk, and you know six months later I have a brand new body. I'm loving the sound of that. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> no there's doubt. so many so many gimmicks out there. Um, you know, so the waist trainer is a big one though for athletes. Um, the cleanse is honestly probably the the biggest thing that people come to me with and say, hey, you know, my friend at work is is going to go on this cleanse. Should I do that? And um, unfortunately, a lot of those things are being offered through multi-level marketing companies. Not that there's necessarily Mm -hmm. anything wrong with that, but it's not the thing that I find wrong with that is that it's not for everybody. person should be taking that or using that. Um, not every person needs to use that, and they're marketing it as such, and that that's kind of irritating because people are being misled. You know, maybe there's a time and a place for that, maybe, um, but not not always. You know, that's not the answer or the do-all, be-all to getting to your wellness goal, unfortunately. You know, if you're doing something like that, it's really putting a Band-Aid on the underlying issue. We need to go within first, find out what is the trigger that makes you do these things that got your body here in the first place, and then address that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And I would say, too, if anybody introduces, you know, a system to you, whether it's weight loss, it's a cleanse or whatever, it might be really stop and look and ask, you know, well, what ingredients is in this artist? What is helpful to me? And, again, we've talked about proprietary blends over and over. Proteins aren't the only place you're going to see proprietary blends. You're going to see them on a lot of Mm -hmm. these um, quote-unquote health systems that are out there too. So just really take a close yeah. look, ask questions, understand what you're putting into your bodies, you know, and if you're not sure, then, you know, you can ask a Brenda Ray or, you know, someone else who you hope is more knowledgeable, but just keep digging for the right answers before you ingest it because oftentimes you are consuming things that just weren't meant to be in your body to begin with and thus a good part of the reason why you know, fads and gimmicks don't work. Um, Becky has a follow-up to her question. She wants to know, is there any gimmick that has damaged health beyond repair that you're aware of? Um, um, When I said, oh, my, yes. (laughs) Um, There there are. You know what? So I can date myself, though, so you all know that I am am mid-40s, right, slash about to go over the edge to the uh, other side of mid-40s. In Stop a couple it. of weeks here, but yeah, true story. I mean, <laughs> because we're right with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 super fun. Uh, really, age is a number. But um, so I'm, you know, in my head, I mean, I'm just thinking back to like the 80s, even um, as early as I can remember. Of course, you know, being 10 and and then going into like teenage years, just seeing, you know, family members, aunts, uncles, mom, you know, sister, whoever, anyone you can think of on these diet pills that literally. Uh, literally proven to um, ruin their thyroids, 
they have metabolic, permanent metabolic damage, um, permanent stomach damage, permanent kidney damage. I mean, this is all documented in medical journals. That's why I tell people just what you said, um, you know, don't put things in your body until you really do the research on what's in it. When it says proprietary blend, that doesn't mean it's clean. That means there's a whole lot of crap that's right. under that statement, and we want to look at that before you stick it in your body, especially if you have a family history of any of these things already. So there's a lot. There's a lot on the market that would fall in the um, don't ever take me list for sure. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when you say that, it's like, where do you even start with the list? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, no, doubt. no doubt. And, you know, the sad part about it, too, is just people want things to work so badly that that uh, don't require them to monitor what they eat or or be mm-hmm. active. <laughs> and they're just yeah. looking. They're desperate because they want health, but they don't want to do healthful things. They just want that magic solution, and so they're willing to try anything without really knowing what it is that they're trying. And so that's, that's just a tough, tough spot. Um, yes in our culture to overcome. And it, and it has been, and I don't know that that's really going to change. I mean, the information's out there. Education is increasing, but unfortunately so do the fads and gimmicks and they keep increasing at an alarming rate. And even though they don't work because we want them to work, we keep trying and we keep trying, even though we know, yeah. we know in our heart of hearts, it's just not going to happen that way. Good health is yeah, just not I mean, going to come from a pill or a bottle. Exactly, and then that's the thing. So it's kind of like putting, it's what I said before, it's like putting a Band-Aid on the underlying cause, right? And honestly, for every person on this planet, we've all had a human experience, right? Whether it's the way we were raised, things we were exposed to, the kids at school, you, you, you know, people that you work with, um, any of those things can contribute to how we feel about ourselves because we start processing other people's um, reactions or words and basically taking them on as their own, right? So there's a lot of emotional things that happen to us as we continue mm-hmm. to up-level, up we'll call it up-leveling instead of aging, right? Um, and so all <laughs> of those are up. triggers, yep. right? People connect that to, you know, eating because they feel better. I always give my clients this one example of myself. This is a great example. When I was a kid, in the evenings, um, it was very common for us to have a bowl of ice cream with fresh berries from the garden in the summer. So when I'm feeling super stressed out, and I didn't realize I did this until I started competing 18 years ago, no joke, it took me till I was almost 31 before I made this connection, even though I knew this as a trainer. Um, so when I get super stressed, I crave ice cream with berries, and I was like, man, why do I always want ice cream all of a sudden? And then I started thinking about what I teach my clients. I'm like, well, duh, that's a soothing memory, and it's, like, connected to something that's calming and peaceful as a kid. So, of course, I crave the thing, right? There's so many connections. If we start to just be an observer to our choices or our emotions, um, that's, that's, a huge, that's a huge foundation of our progress right there. You know, so, um, and then, you know, comes the hydration, the sleep, the food, the activity, but you have to go from the bottom up instead of the top down, you know, we were talking about, you know, the, the diet pills, like the things that were popping in my head when you asked that were like ephedra, right, or fen-fen was a big one. Mm-hmm. Xenical was another one. You know, um, I think it was Ali or Ali or something like that. That was like in the same family of diet pills. These were all supposed to be like the latest, greatest things, and they had fatal side effects on people, and they ended up all being banned. 
right? So it takes a few people to take them and die before someone steps in and uh, says, oh, yeah, these aren't actually good for you after all, <laughs> you know? Uh, isn't that the way with everything, though? It is so yeah. just – frustrating is not even the right word. I don't think frustrating is the most powerful word that can be used to, descri- to describe just that that situation. But uh, Billy, here's Billy's thoughts on our, our conversation thus far. He said, let's face it, good health is not a good sell in this nation. It takes too much hard work. And that is so true, so true. Linda's following up with, how can naturals and natural bodybuilding sway this sad curve of bad health in this country? And that's a great question, Linda. So if you've got all these athletes who are professing good health and natural way, what can they do to help move the bar on being unhealthy in the U.S.? Brenda? Yeah, that's a great question. A couple of things popped in mind when you said that. So I think, you know, the first thing is, um, unfortunately, not all athletes that compete want anything to do with teaching others about that. They literally just, you know, want to do what they do to step on stage, and there's, uh, of course, nothing wrong with that. Then there's, of course, um, those of us that compete who are wellness professionals by trade, and that's our background, you know, our degrees, our certifications, our schooling, our life experience is that. And, um, yes, yeah, so the, then, you know, there are some of us, of course, that want to change that and do change that. Then I think there's also a third group of athletes that compete that do not do it healthfully, and they step on stage and they look amazing, but they did not get there the yes. right way, and they are in no better shape than the people that took the Fen-Fen or Ephedra, to be honest with you. I'm not saying they're taking that because they're not, but their health, though, is in the same predicament at that point. They have metabolic damage because a lot of them come to me for prep programs after you know things don't go well by themselves or with a coach maybe that didn't have the background to be a coach and they ended up hurting them. So what you see is not always what you get. You know, so yeah, for those of us, though, that are are doing it, you know, to help other people, um, we, I feel like we are stepping up to the plate, right? So, again, not everybody wants to uh, use that journey to better the health of other people. They just want to, to compete, you know. So obviously I'm doing it um, in my business and serving them in, you know, individually in groups and teaching them wellness from the inside out, like every aspect of it, because I really want to empower people that so that they understand, you know, you have complete control, complete control of your health. Everybody does. Yeah, I agree. And uh, there's, a, <clears throat> there's the other factor of some people just shouldn't be out, you know, spokesmen, or the sport in any way, shape, or form. They're just great-looking individuals, and they know how to compete on stage. And also, you know, there's the look-at-me kind of mentality, and then there's, mm-hmm. you know, they want to show the world, but then you have the athlete that basically wants to show themselves that I can get to a better me. And sometimes, right. you know, we have the wrong ones or, or kind of thrust the wrong people into the spotlight, and they can do more damage than good. And it, it, it's it's a tough spot to be for an athlete when they could be a leader, but the last thing they want to do is lead. So, you know, we have to be, we may be mindful of that. And uh, I, I like, I, I thank God for the guests that we've had on the show because they really want to be on the show. And they do, they do definitely have uh, uh, something to share. Um, most of the time, like Brenda's saying, there's a lot of shame in what was done to get to that stage and compete. 
And a lot of people just don't want to talk about it because they're just so out of the situation and all the damage they were willing to do to their bodies. And you add some carbs to their diet, and they realize just how foolhardy it was. And they do mm-hmm. not want to share that. They sh- and they, honestly, they really shouldn't. Because if it's if it's right. if it's done that much damage to their bodies, then you know I don't want to sweep anybody under the rug, but I sure don't want them sharing it with the person that's willing to try it and risk their health as well. So you know it's a lot of parameters to it. There's a lot of stages and how we could go about it. But thank God that we are being more outspoken of the healthy lifestyle. And I think some people are driven simply because they've seen the enhanced reality and what happens to them and how many fatalities that, uh, you know, we have to deal with yearly that are basically are swept under the rug. So, you know, it's it's a lot going on. Good question, you know, but definitely we need to be more outspoken and more outgoing in sharing our lives and, and being more forgiving with what we had to endure to basically show a nice physique in a healthy form and fashion instead of basically just getting to the finish line and thanking God we didn't die. And that that's yeah. No, I think you guys have got it. Um, did you want to add to that, Brenda? No, I'm. I can't agree with you more um, on on all of that. Um, the one thing I have seen as a positive that has come out of um, you know a few people who jeopardized their health to get on stage is they did come forward in a positive way to say, "Hey, let me let me share with you my experience, you know, and what happened to me, so that you don't do the same thing." And high five to that because it takes a lot of guts to step forward, especially if that person won, you know, at least one title, hopefully, for for that time that they tried to compete. It's important, I think, for them to come forward and say, okay, you know, you might be seeing this package that stepped on stage and I won that one title, but the reason I never, ever competed again was because, and then they share their story to help other people not fall Mm -hmm. into that trap. The thing that saddens me the most is there are so many people that um, maybe compete once or twice or maybe have never competed at all, but they're a trainer, and they coach people to the stage and unfortunately end up hurting them pretty severely. Um, you, have to, you have to know a lot about, <laughs> about um, the process. And when I say the process, it's not just, you know, the working out and the food. It's the mindset, too, because if you are a competitive person and you're prepping to compete, for example, and you're very competitive, you are more apt to fall prey to the shiny object that someone might be offering you to um, get you to the stage. And that shiny object, I'm not saying necessarily has to be a supplement. I'm talking about the coach that says, oh, I can make you look like this. We just have to work out three hours a day and do two hours of cardio. I mean, if you have time for that, mm. I don't even know how that's happening, but but the, it happens, you know. So that's the thing. I, I I'm happy that people who have had a bad experience are brave enough to come forward and and let athletes hear both sides of the story, right? So there's the healthy Amen. way to do it and there's the unhealthy way to get there. Um, I want to do it for the long haul. That's how that's how come I've done it for 18 years successfully and, and I don't have metabolic damage and I don't have any of those things happening to my person. Um, I've never taken anything. I've never taken a fat burner. I've never taken anything to get to stage. It's just blood, sweat, and tears, right? Eat, eat, train, and repeat. (laughs) There you go. There you go. So this next one is from Sal, and uh, he's asking, you guys speak about health so much, so what is the point of the gym if diet is so much more relevant to competing? (laughs) I've got some thoughts on that, but Brenda, let's start with you. 
I love that question. That's probably, that's a good question. I love that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know what? Uh, 80% of it is going to come from your food and fluid intake, no doubt about it. 20% is the gym. The gym is kind of sprinkles on the cake. So as long as you're eating clean um, and, 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 and you're eating balanced, uh, when you go to the gym then, your results are double right off the bat because the baseline's already in place from your food and fluid intake. So go to the gym, make it work. Uh, it's a lot less effort to go to the gym and see amazing results when you have your T's crossed and your I's dotted before you get there. So if you're eating, you know, somewhat clean or eating a lot of processed crap and you're going to the gym, you're not going to see as great of results because your hormones are out of whack. You know, you, systemically things are not where they could be to allow you to build muscle, to burn body fat, to have a high metabolism. So the gym, it's, it's a good stimulant. Think about it like that. The gym is a natural stimulant as long as food and fluid is in place. Um, it's a great stress reliever too, of course. So... Um, you know, don't skip the gym, but uh, I can tell you, you know, just with general wellness, I have a lot of clients who have come to me and lost over 100 pounds. We didn't even add workouts in until they hit the 100-pound mark, and then we started adding activity in just to save their joints. Uh, yeah. So they did all that just with food. So you can imagine, as an athlete, I can share this with you. In 2010, I competed. I won the world championships uh, on a torn erector and a spy joint and a slight tear in my adductor, none of which happened in the gym. It was just my crazy life outside of that. So out of my six months of prep, I could only lift for the last eight weeks and incredibly lightly. And if you look back on the photos from that year, you probably wouldn't know that that was happening. But I did all of that just on my food and fluid intake alone. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, it can happen, really, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get a lot of questions on that. <laughs> And, yeah. I, I mean, it was oh, okay. bad because I could, it hurt to breathe, you know, so the gym wasn't an option. I literally couldn't until stuff started to heal. And when I could, I was uh, I was lifting 10, 15-pound dumbbells, just contracting the muscle to basically, you know, deliver nutrients and, and glycogen and keep my fullness at the end. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get on stage and see what happens. <laughs> but I think that's also okay. the key. So nutrition is number one, number one, no doubt. But... You have to have the muscle built <laughs> before you can show it off in a competition. So you got to kind of keep that in mind, too, as why is the gym important. And that's just a simple, flat-out, basic answer as to why the gym is important. But, Kaylin, I know you've got much to add to that, too, so please do. Yeah, um, th- th- this is the thing, and I think we're we're always speaking to this, whether, you know, directly or indirectly. There's no shortcuts. And, you know, if, if you're trying to cut something out, and, you know, I, I don't want to be hard or nothing or, or rude or cool, but, you know, if you don't have the time to compete, then don't. If it's not something that matches up to your lifestyle, you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be on stage. We're, we're not trying to get people to stage. We're here to get people to health. And health and wellness is an overall lifestyle. And, you know, if if you don't, want to compete or you don't have the time to compete, there's plenty of people that want to do something, but they don't have the availability to do so. And, you know, it's not a knock on you for you know, not being able to do something. You know, I've, I've been to basketball parks all over this nation, pretty much all over the world, and I've seen people that are much better basketball players, and they just played street ball their whole life. 
they never really made it to the NBA or to any, you know, European or any other country affiliate of a pro basketball team. But they are phenomenal players. They just don't have that wherewithal to get into that arena and, and, and step up with the big boy. It was never something they wanted to do. We've got doctors, we've got lawyers, we've got people that have done everything amazing in their own field, and they're just as good as a Michael Jordan or LeBron James or anyone else that, that steps on the court this day. That's just not something they wanted to pursue or, or just didn't have that avenue at the time when it would have been a good time to you know match up to their life. Nothing against that. They've lived good, successful lives. I mean, it might be something that gets a lot of attention and garners attention because of the way you, you look on stage and you actually, you know, took that step to do so. But it's not the end-all, be-all of your lifestyle or your life. So, you know, it, if, if you can get away with diet and everything else and live a, a healthy, productive life, I'm, I'm the first one raising my hand. Because Des and I will both tell you that a lot of our listeners are not competitive. I think I would say more than a majority, and I thank God for the ones who do listen and compete. But there's a there's a vast majority of the ones we have listening, even right now, that have no interest in competing at all. They just love the fact that we do it in a natural way. So you know, if you can get away with that that and not competing, by all means, knock yourself out. But if you want to compete, there are it's a it's an endless waltz. You you have to find a way to make it happen in a successful way for your body and your health and your physique. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's personal because you should see it that way, and you should be happy for anyone else that's done it. And I've, I've picked Brenda's brain, I've picked Dennis' brain, and you know, vice versa, as to how we can go about being more successful because we're still sharing that information with others, and we sure don't want to screw up. Yes. All right, you gotcha. I mean, and just health in general, guys, I mean, nutrition is huge. And if you just were to ask me which is more important to health, nutrition or working out, I'm going to nod to nutrition. But, and folks can disagree with me if they like, that's just how I see it. But how much more, um, uh, the word, it's not enjoyable, but, well-rounded will your life be when you have the full picture of nutrition along with exercise when you're talking about, especially as we age, you know, better balance, um, better mobility, as Brenda had alluded to, joint health, you know, better cardiovascular health, better circulation. I mean, there are so many benefits that come along with exercise in addition to great nutrition that I really don't see why you'd want to have one without the other. Um, and as far as competing goes, like I said, if you're going to compete in bodybuilding, you've got to kind of have muscle to build. Nutrition is a huge part of that, but you also have to break down that muscle and build it back up in order to have the size and yada, yada. You guys know that stuff. So the gym will always be important, but my take on it, and there are probably those that agree and those that disagree, it's not more important than the fuel that you're putting into your body. So there yes. is that. And speaking of bodies, Samuel's got a great question for Brenda. He's saying, in a real time frame, how hard and long does it take to lose 50 pounds? Starving myself didn't work for me. I always felt faint. Brenda, what are some basic guidelines you have for Samuel on this 50 he's trying to get rid of? 
That is a great question. So as as a male, obviously, um, the average is anywhere from two to three pounds, you know, of a, a loss in a week's time. So if you do the math on that, of course, and divide that up by your 50, that's a safe way to lose weight and a very successful way to lose that, you know, 50 pounds. Um, and I'm assuming, you know, that you're speaking of 50 pounds of body fat. I always uh, joke with my clients when they come to me and say, hey, I want to lose 20 pounds. And uh, I ask them, you you know, do you want to lose 20 pounds of body? Do you want to lose 20 pounds? Because there's a difference there. Um, uh, so, you know, we joke then. I'm like, you know, we're not going to cut off your limbs. Um, so, so the time frame there, though, is really that, two to three pounds in a week. And the, the key, honestly, I, I can't stress this enough, and I know that it's like a broken record, but I'm telling you, I see it with so many of my clients, and they're amazingly successful, um, is all about first hydration, then your sleep, and then your nutrition in that order. And those are three of the aspects that I teach my clients in that pyramid of success. When you lay that foundation, the sky is the limit on your progress. Everything you do after that is going to be so much easier. The key is balancing your food, too, especially as a male. If you're under eating, your metabolism is going to tank, your testosterone is going to go down, and those two things are like the gasoline to your progress. So if you take those out, progress is slow to none, and that's where it gets frustrating. So you don't you don't want to starve yourself. I always um, have a program that I teach. One of the, the group programs I run is Feed Your Body, Fuel Your Goals. And it's that, it's, you know, how to make your food work for you and your progress. Your health has to come first, right? So that end result is great. It's like we were saying with a, a, a competitor. You can get on stage and you can look amazing, but if you got there in the wrong way, in the end you have more damage than uh, progress, right? So you have to backtrack. We want to get you that 50 pounds of progress in a safe and healthy way so that it's permanent for you instead of a quick fix that makes you feel, you know, terrible, physically, mentally, um, maybe not even sleeping because you're not getting the food. You know, all those things go by the wayside if you're not doing it right. And um, please don't buy into the having to take lots of supplements because you definitely don't need to. Is there a time and place for that if you have a deficiency? For sure. But don't uh, feel like you have to spend lots of money on that stuff either. Um, You know what? Invest your cash in an amazing trainer. I know a good one. Hint, hint. (laughs) 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 All right, you guys got it. it. You know where to find her too. Um, Next question from Jacob. Depression and diet and holidays. How does a person not derail himself and also not binge out on all the good foods in front of you? That's a good question. So one of the first things that we talk about in my Hot Holidays program I can share with you, which might help answer that, um, is really how to navigate the holidays, right? But it's navigating life, yeah. really, because you can use it for, you know, the the daily um, work experience where someone brings in donuts unexpectedly or, uh, you know, the birthday party, the summer cookouts, you know, it, it applies to all of that. So the key is um, please do not fast before the feast. That's a big one. Uh, people have a holiday gathering, you know, Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving that just came and went, and they're like, oh, we're going to eat at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so I'm going to starve myself all day until I get there and just eat a whole bunch. Bad idea. Mm-hmm. So now your metabolism shut down, you know, because you didn't give it any fuel for the day. Um, so your body is shutting down to conserve calories. When you do eat that big meal, it's going to store it as body fat because it doesn't know when you're going to eat again. It doesn't matter how much body fat you have or don't have before you do it. We're all wired that way. And then it takes so long for you to basically prompt your metabolism to get going again that by the time you do, you're storing that food. Just think of your metabolism like a campfire, right? You have to keep adding some dry sticks and dry logs to keep it burning hot all day long. 
That's how you want to mm-hmm. do it, even on a day when you're going to a gathering. And doing that allows you not to go super hungry, so you're not spying everything up and just loading up your plate 15 times before your brain has a chance to realize what your stomach has in it. Um, and then I always teach people to survey. Survey what's there before you fill your plate. So chips and dip, yeah, you might like them, but you can buy those at the grocery store when you're done, so probably not the thing you want to eat at the gathering, Right. I don't know about you, right. but I want to eat the homemade cookies because I don't have those in my house. <laughs> so, you know, um, but really survey the things that are your favorites. You know, if your aunt or your grandma makes that special dish that you love, have some of that. Have the things that come around only at that time or only at that gathering. The rest of the things that you can eat all the time, skip it that day. You can have it tomorrow if you want to, right? So kind of survey, plan it out, fill your plate. Um, try to be mindful of how you Thank fill you. your plate. I'm you know, uh, yeah, divide it into quarters, you know. Fill, fill half of your plate with veggies if you can make it happen. Even if it's green bean casserole, that counts. I mean, it's not the veggie you'd want to eat on the daily, but <laughs> it's still veggies, right? So there you a quarter go. of it should be protein, a quarter of it's carbs. That quarter of carbs could be mashed potatoes, the dinner roll, the cookies, the pie. But keep that in mind when you fill your plate. It's going to help you maintain that balance, which is also key. So please remember it's also not the last supper that you can have more food later in the day. Um, so try not to just make that your one meal of the day either. You need to eat again after that meal to make that meal work for you instead of against you, even if it was bigger. Don't starve yourself before and don't starve yourself after. And drink lots of water. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'll, uh, you know, I, there's not much to add to that other than, you know, if, if people are asking about, I, I thought about the one thing I forgot when we were talking about competing or just uh, exercise and food. And there, there's been times where people are so emaciated from starving and something, and they're helping anything with the diet. And basically, I, I'll send them home because it, it's it's more yeah. – it, the, the whole thing, if we're talking about health, if you don't matter to the equation, then there's something wrong between you and your trainer or whoever's helping you. You have to have a factor in – what's going on with your day in life. And I'm just amazed what people aren't considering or considerate of the person they're training. And if they're having a bad day, then, the, you know, you, the exercise is irrelevant because the diet is poor. And if the diet's poor, that means the body is going to suffer regardless what is done on that day. And, you know, there's things you can do that's, you know, as, as a trainer, I, I pack food in my pack bag to make sure if they haven't eaten, you know, we can get something done before they start because without the fuel, you're basically running on empty, and that's, there's no way that could be successful for a body that's demanding of, of, of fuel. And I love this holidays thing that, that Brenda always does because it basically can help that person that is struggling, and it can be a one-on-one kind of thing or it can be in the group form but you have somebody to reach out to. And I think that's all our issues sometimes on the tough days is who can we reach out to and who's going to respond with actual information and not bro science. So, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a dance, and I'm glad we can all do it. But let's just be successful in our dance part. And, and I, I know Brenda's a good option for that. Yes. I, yes, to all of that and the above. And we are almost out of time, which is no. always so sad. So no. even though you no. shared it, Brenda, no. I know, I know, no. we hate it, but it is. <laughs> Can you let all of our listeners know 
how they can reach out to you and find you again, because I know we keep picking up people throughout the show, because I know we also have some of our uh, latecomers that are wondering, how the heck do I find out more from Brenda Ray? Yeah, I would love to. You guys, please reach out to me anytime. I do discovery calls with people, too, so that's also an option. Um, If you're curious, you know, just want to chat about what your goals are and maybe my experience with that. And please know this, too, that... If I know someone, I'm not, I am not too humble to refer out if I need to. If I know someone that I think can help you better with a specific thing that you're asking me for, I will refer you. I have a great network of people uh, because I'm also a master trainer for several certifications that are out there. Um, so please know it's always an option. Uh, of course, I'm not going to refer out if I don't have to, though. <laughs> so <laughs> you can reach there you me. Go. Um, anytime, again, if you want to go to the website, um, it has not really been changed for a little bit because, again, we're completely reconstructing it behind the scenes, but it is there. It's just brendaray.com. My last name is R-A-H, and that's the website. You can reach me again on my Facebook page anytime. It's also just under my name, Brenda Ray. If you want to go to my business Facebook page, that's Absolute Definition, Um, and that, of course, is my business name. And for those of you out there that are curious and maybe you just want to kind of see what, what my my energy is like, my um, information is like, um, my basically my tribe, my family, right, my extended family are all my clients, please join us. Like I said before, I have a, it's called Be Fit, Fitness for Mind and Body. It's also on Facebook. It's a private forum that is just for previous, current, or want to be future clients, and you are welcome to have in there. There's a lot of great stuff happening in there all the time. Um, you can ask questions in there all the time. I will answer them. Every question that's asked gets answered. So <clears throat> that's also an option. I am going to offer the Pyramid of Success in January uh, for an amazing uh, rate, actually. So I'm going to teach you the six components of wellness and help you literally build that progress from the inside out for the last time. No gimmicks, no diets. You can eat the cookies and all the good stuff too. (laughs) All right, and you can't beat that. So one last question for the night, Brenda. Um, Protein flavors, snickerdoodle or chocolate? Which is your favorite? (laughs) I would actually go chocolate. No no questions asked. I would go chocolate. And with that being said, on behalf of the fabulous Brenda Ray, myself, Kaylin Patterson, chocolate protein lovers everywhere, and the boys from P4P Muscle, (laughs) your body is a temple, so let's build it. (laughs) 